0: Welcome to the next episode of the Sitcom Archive Deep Dive Overdrive. That's saddo to me and you. Um, we are taking a deep dive into the 70s sitcom of The Good Life and we're up to Series 2, Episode 7. I'm Alison Barton-Simmons. Now then,
1: I'm Megs Benedict.
0: So this episode that we are going to take a deep dive into, do you know the name of it this week, Ben?
1: Yeah, it's going to pot, isn't it?
0: It is. Where I yep. falsely stated last week that the four of them smoke a load of pot. and um, That would have been
1: a good episode, though, wouldn't it? I would have watched it.
0: But they, do- they don't, unfortunately, no. They don't. Um, but before we do take the deep dive into this episode, which is the last episode in the second series, am I right? That's right, yeah. Um, I think you've have you got have you got some kind of quiz, Ben? Have we got something to
1: to do? Yeah, you said that with a sigh. Have you got some other shit for me to <laughs> do?
0: Oh. What are you going to make me do?
1: Well, I have. Yeah, I've got um, I've got a a new game for you, which oh. may or may not work. It may be a short-lived feature of our podcast, but it's um, it's something. It's a twist on the "Does Margot approve?" Okay, thing. It's a new game. I've not done a jingle for it yet, but I will do by the time this goes out.
0: I was going to ask, is there a theme tune?
1: There is, but you won't hear it right now. Okay. You'll have to wait. That's okay. Until it's mixed. Um, so the new game is called Would Jerry Embrace? Would Jerry Embrace? Would he embrace? <claps> would Jerry Embrace? Would he embrace? <claps> would Jerry Embrace? Would he embrace it? Yeah, it doesn't take much imagination after previous efforts, does it? <laughs> um. Yes, so the idea behind this game is: Would Jerry embrace some of the modern um, cultural changes that have happened since the time of the good life? Okay, because he's a bit of a rena- he's a bit of a Renaissance man, isn't he, Jerry?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. He's a, he's, a, he's a modern man about town.
1: Yeah. So let's see if you think. I'll give you three to okay. discuss if you think what you think um, Jerry would embrace when it comes to living in the twenty twenties. Right. Obviously, let's assume that Jerry would still be, you know, a man of his early forties rather right. than So he's not like ninety-eight
0: or anything. He's he's no young Jerry. Yeah,
1: because we're not going to do colostomy bags and stuff like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, would so the first one is would Jerry embrace changing fashions? Would he ditch the Burberry? In, what and what would he ditch it in favour of? Do you think?
0: I, I do feel that Jerry would. Um, embrace fashion i think he is like i said he's a man about town um he's very stylish he embraced the fashions of the seventies um so i oh but what would he wear now? i think he would be very sharp suited um i don't think he would be a be be part of the blue suit and tan shoe brigade um but I do mm. think sharp three-piece suit would be would be part of his um part of his wardrobe. Um I think oh oh I know. Question of sport. No, I don't mean question of sport, hang on.
1: Well, Bill Beaumont. You think he'd look like no, Bill no, Beaumont? No, not Bill Beaumont, <laughs> no.
0: Uh, match of the day, when they get yeah. all the pundits on and they all seem to end up wearing these soft cottony um long sleeve tops and it seems to be the uniform for football pundits because we laugh about it every week because um like Ian Wright will have one on in like navy and then they'll have somebody else on in like a mustard colored one and it just seems to be part of the uniform of of like 35 to 45 year old blokes that end up on tv um yeah that smell expensive so I, I can, so I bet they do. I bet
1: Jermaine Gina smells rich.
0: Oh, you can, you can, I can, you can smell the cash. Um, so I, mm. I, I think Jerry would, yeah, Jerry would definitely be part of that gang. The the, the match of the day, buttoned up top, definitely. So yeah, 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 yeah I, I think
1: he, he would. I think he'd embrace it. Mm. I think he'd embrace the modern modern things. But yeah. I, think, I also think he would be the type of guy who'd be able to pull off some retro looks still. Okay. He's just, he's just, a, he's just effortlessly kind of stylish, isn't
0: he? I think so. I think he's a bit of a close horse. I think you could put whatever mm. you wanted on Jerry, um, and I, I, he'd, he'd just, he'd just rock it. He'd just look smooth.
1: So I've got a second one for you. Would Jerry embrace HR departments? <laughs> I'm just thinking make well, him all less the, subservient all the women to serve. In
0: the HR departments. Yes, I think he would.
1: He'd embrace them all individually. He would, yes, enthusiastically.
0: And he would embrace each one. Um In this day and age, no, I don't think he would. I think he would have um I think he'd struggle with HR because there'd be lots of rules and regulations and things you can do and things you can't do. And yeah. I think Jerry would have a habit of stepping over the line a little bit on occasion. Um so I think he would he would he would knock heads with with HR.
1: I think he would as well. You're on the same page as me there. I think he'd struggle with the, um, the rights and wrongs of it, and he'd prefer just the traditional route of autonomy. Yeah. But also still still being a lickspittle to his boss, whoever that might be. Your totally. Modern day, sir. Yeah, but
0: yeah. the but the not drinking in the afternoon, um, but I think would be an issue for Jerry to be told that he he couldn't just have a couple of gins and try and draw some plastic animals.
1: Mm. Yeah. I think you're right. And then the final one I've got for you, Mm -hmm. given that in this episode um, we see Jerry's love of soft porn rear its head again. Yes. Do you think Jerry would embrace Pornhub and modern online (laughs) hardcore pornography? Or would it be too much for Jerry?
0: I think it would be too much for Jerry. I think um, think Jerry embraces soft pornography. Um, Anything beyond that and today's tastes, um, no pun intended, would be... Too much for 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 Jerry. I think
1: I think you might be right there as well because he's a bit of a traditionalist, isn't he? Yeah. I think I think that the, the most modern he would get is like the Red Shoe Diaries with David Duchovny or something <laughs> yes. from the nineties.
0: <laughs> I think anything in yeah involving today's tastes would be um, a step too far. Yeah, for Jerry, and...
1: can't see him into manga, or whatever
0: <gasps> it's called. Oh no, it just I think is it manga. I think no. I think it's there's like pornographic manga in there. That's yeah, like hand drawn. I might have
1: the wrong term because it's not my bag. But um, no, I don't think it would be Jerry's either. I don't
0: think it would. I think he would be um, not appalled. I think he'd. I think he'd have a a perusal, but I don't think it would be something that he would um, put put on his put on his list.
1: No, it's not the sort of thing that you can have a. an open relationship with the way he does with his soft porn in the Good Life. Either you can't just say to no. his, like Tom and Barbara, "Oh, I'm just going to be home looking at some uh, Bukaki."
0: It's, on it's my, uh, no, On no. my tablet, you know. You can't mention that in the Avenue just in passing, can you? It's um, no. It's a it's a step too far.
1: And I don't think Margot would approve to go back to our previous game either of of Jerry's love for pornography if it was a bit more. Steepled in. No. The, mod, the modern tastes.
0: No, she wouldn't be saying, stop being silly to that. No.
1: She'd be appalled. She okay, would. well, there we go. There was a new feature which we'll never come back to.
0: Oh, well, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed um, that.
1: So we'll get stuck into this new episode, um, Series 2, Episode 7, Going to Part. Remember that um, we always tweet out links to where you can watch the original episode of The Good Life on Daily Motion. If you keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook. And then you can listen along with us when we um, deconstruct the episode. Should we get stuck in?
0: Let's do that. Good
1: life, good life, good life, good life, good life, good life,
0: good life. So we meet Tom and Barbara in the loft at the start of this episode, and um, the chimney pot apparently is coming off, and the goods are planning to um, use their skills to, to, to fix this, this this chimney stack that's that's going to uh, it's about to leave the roof. Apparently, that's right, um, yeah. But it's it, it's a job that's too skilled um, for Tom. He says after having a bit of a wrecky up on the roof, um, but this did remind me Ben of. Um, my my dad's quite a, a skilled bloke. I say quite. He's like he's like you. You go to man. If you were going to be on a desert island, you'd want my dad with you to, yeah. to do whatever was was necessary. Um, and we we once went on holiday to St. um It was the hotel was called St Ives Hotel in um, Lytham St. Anne's near Blackpool. And oh yeah, in in the in the the hall, the big hall where all the. Um, Things took place in the evening. There was like a turn on, you know. That's where we, that's where we were, and um, there was a, a brick fireplace. And my mum said, "Oh, I like that, Graham." And we came home, and my dad built a one. <laughs> he just built this, wow. brick, this brick fireplace. So I think around this time, sort of, you there was a lot of men that were sort of multi-skilled, that were able to turn yeah. their hands to anything. And I think I think Tom, despite the fact that he said. This is beyond me. I think th- this is like um, a collection of of men. Nothing that sexist. I think it, I think they were men that could just turn the hand to having a go at whatever they needed to. Um, yeah,
1: that's probably something. A fair observation that there's less um, people of both genders now that both genders. I'm in trouble um, could, of all genders that do, that fail to. Um, take things into their own hand they just pay someone else to do something and that's exactly what i would do as well yeah and i think maybe going to evening school which is ultimately what what they all do in this episode is um something that not that probably isn't doesn't have as much of an uptake as it used to
0: no it's um like you say it's something that 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 people know pay other people to to sort of get on with and and, and i think even jerry admits that that from time to time, that he would... Why don't you pay a man? Pay a man to do these things. But Tom and Barbara, obviously, not wanting to do that, um, are sorting out these things in the home for themselves. Um, So once... Um, Tom comes crashing through the roof, um, having just oh, that, made That's it... when
1: he screams, isn't he? Oh. He does a really bad scream. I mean, Richard Bryce is a fantastic actor, but that wasn't his finest hour, that no. scream. It was no. totally unconvincing, wasn't it?
0: He's made a bit of a hash of it. He's come through the roof, and he says to Barbara, don't stand there, woman, go and get the syllabus. And this is when they sign up for evening classes so that they can learn some more of the skills that will help them to care for their home. So they decide to together do the house maintenance class, and to each take a weaving class and a pottery class um, separately. Um, and this is how they are going to keep keep their house running and look after the maintenance together.
1: Um, I think though that you see you see Tom being quite competitive about learning to weave before Barbara can learn to pot. Learn to pot. His, his male yeah. his male pride comes back. I mean, I, but well. Yeah, I'm sort of... I was glad to see the cat in that scene because I the always worry about back. that cat.
0: The cat was back. Yeah.
1: It was nice to see the cat, but Tom Tom was being a bit overly competitive. It doesn't really matter, does it? Who, you know, who learns
0: first? As long as the jobs get done, who cares? Yeah. And then Jerry and Margot turn up and Jerry is... Um adamant that Margot can use this spare time now that she's resigned from the music night, which was Thursday night for, for her normally, um, and she should go along with Barbara and Tom um, because he wants his Thursday night back of curate music and dirty books.
1: Yep, he's happy to stay at home in his masturbatorium with a prawn booner and a, a soft porn book of some <laughs> description. Not manga. Not manga. Good life good life good life, good life, good life, good life, good life,
0: good life, good life, good life. Um so so that's that's the that's the plan that they're all gonna go. The three of them are gonna go to um night classes together. Um and in the meantime, Margot's got a birthday coming up, so Jerry, bizarrely, creates her a, potter, a pottery studio before she's even started the lessons.
1: Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? I think it's born out of Margot's new sort of BFF Mrs Weaver, yes. she's already sort of turned her into a frenemy whereby it's all competitive, so she has to have a studio and, and be a potter because Mrs Weaver's an accomplished artist in her own right, isn't she?
0: Yes, she's very, very um, concerned that Mrs Weaver keeps steering the conversations towards art and, as Margot describes her, playing the Queen Bee. Um, and there's yeah. only, there's <laughs> only, one, there's only one, one spot for the Queen Bee on the avenue and it's certainly not Mrs Weaver, as far as margot's concerned so tom and barbara ask her to ask margot to give them a bit of a demo on the wheel um yes to to show us her pottery skills that she's um that she's gained so far um and barbara and tom um they they do a bit of ribbing here don't they they're um they they they, they almost want it to go wrong so that they can they can legitimately laugh at what what margot's up to oh come on margot give us a demo Oh, no. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go on. I mean, what's the point of having a new toy? I mean, all this equipment, if you're not going to play with it. I mean, use it.
1: Yeah, and I think poor Margot gets into hysterics quite easily <laughs> when, when, they, when they tease her. She's so sensitive,
0: isn't she? She is. She is. She she gives it a good go, but, yeah, there's, um, there's not many pots, not many pots being thrown at this stage. Um, but then, at the end, Tom gives her a bit of a kiss... And Margot says, "Don't be silly." Oh, you wouldn't make old Tom run behind the car, would you? Not old Tom. <laughs> don't, don't,
1: don't be silly, dear. <laughs> yeah, she's got a smile on her face. Yeah, she has. Yeah, she, she has. She does enjoy the flirting to a point. It's when he makes her. It's when he makes her uncomfortable that by just staring at her. <laughs> yeah. No one likes being stared at, do they? She loves the attention.
0: That. She does love the attention yeah. of Tom. So Thursday night comes around and Jerry's making the most of his Thursday evening on his own. He's laying on the settee, he's listening to some music, doing a bit of reading and smoking a cigar. Um, So obviously really enjoying the house being his own for the evening.
1: He looked in his element, didn't he? He's got Inglebert on. Yeah, he's loving it. Inglebert Yeah. And he's, um, he's got his nose in his niche porn, but I can't work out what that book is. Could you read it? I
0: couldn't. Mm. No,
1: I wondered if it was like Biff Tannen's ooh-la-la La in Back to the Future that was confiscated hidden. by Mr Strickland, you know.
0: Ah, uh, hidden with like a Maybe dust it. cover.
1: Exactly, yeah, mm. it might have been. But then he's, he's so blatant and... Um,
0: he, don't, he don't care, does he? He's not bothered. He's quite open about his mucky book fetish.
1: He's in his own domain, but he he's is. having fun until Margot comes home.
0: So Margot comes back and she's already upset already it's been the first lesson um the 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 teacher she accuses of being over familiar and having bad manners um is a bit of a hippie and she says that the lessons should be they should there should be a charge because then they could um keep the riffraff away and pay for a better teacher it
1: does sound like he was quite lewd and um inappropriate to me to be honest it wasn't margot being too um her snobby and snotty was it? I mean, mm. he was making f- he was making reference to her breasts, wasn't he? And yeah. when she was telling that story, she clutched some imaginary pearls close to her.
0: She did, bosom,
1: didn't she?
0: <laughs> she did. So yeah, maybe maybe she was right on this occasion.
1: Yeah, but Jerry was trying to stifle his laughter. He thought it was quite funny.
0: Is that when he puts the tissue into his mouth?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Weird. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> When when Margo, Margot then goes to bed, doesn't she? When I mean, she, she does this thing that she's done in other episodes where she kisses Joey by sort of transference. She kisses her hand and then just sort of smacks him on the smacks head. Smacks him on the
0: head, with <laughs> it?
1: Yeah, it's like, it's the least affectionate kiss you could pro- possibly receive from a spouse, I think.
0: So this this pottery studio that, that Jerry's created for her, he now refers to a monument to one of your tantrums, and I thought that was quite fitting, and I liked that because um, yes, she's got she's yeah. got the studio that she's never used she's been to one lesson and come back and hates it and he's never going back so now they've <laughs> they've got a pottery studio in the garden um that's just going to be left to go to rack and Ruin. however yep. however Barbara comes back we're, we're a few months down the line now further on and Barbara's been sort of going to her lessons, learning the pottery skills um, and comes back and she's, she's tried to, to hide what she's created um, before Tom mm. sees it because she's a bit embarrassed and she throws it into a cupboard. But Tom finds it and it's two cups and saucers that look like they've been made... Um, by a child, I suppose. Um,
1: a, blind, a blind child.
0: And they try and make the best of it. <laughs> they try and make the best of it because these are the the creations that she's sort of come up with. Um, so they, they they have a they have a brew when they, they put they put hot water and it, and as you can imagine, it, it just dribbles everywhere. And they realise that Barbara's perhaps not cut out for for pottery. So they do the right thing and they swap classes. Yeah, yeah. So Tom, Tom. Apparently, has shown an aptitude for for pottery, and he's now going to take over the pottery classes, while Barbara goes to the weaving classes instead.
1: Yeah, well, Tom can't get on with the um, the weaving guy's accent apparently because he's Polish.
0: He's Polish, and he doesn't understand him.
1: But the accent that Tom then does sounded vaguely Indian. Yeah, it didn't sound not, remotely it wasn't Polish.
0: Polish at all. Maybe that's the problem.
1: I don't know. But I, I, I was impressed by Briar's expert delivery of um, when we you know with the big unveil of the cups and saucers. Yeah. And he just sort of smiles, smiles and looks at them and he, he stretches that moment out <laughs> and then says, they're horrible.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're horrible. <laughs> oh, that was a great little scene.
0: Oh, but she really had tried her best. Yeah,
1: and you can't be good at everything, can you?
0: Exactly. So they, they swap the classes, um, and then we do see Tom's work in all its glory as they go around to, to Margot and Jerry's to deliver Margot's birthday present, and she unwraps them. And while she describes them as being so handmade when she unwraps these like, these pottery goblets, um, they're actually quite cool. I, I like those. Yeah, Margot's
1: initially not impressed, and you can imagine her in a monologue giving it um, tat, tat, tat again. Like tat, in, tat,
0: tat, what am I going to do with these? Yeah,
1: yeah. But um, but no, I think Jerry's impressed by them, genuinely, and Tom yeah. clearly doesn't have any awareness that they're as good as other people realise. He seems quite surprised, especially then when, when Mrs Weaver comes in and is overly enthusiastic about them.
0: Mrs Weaver has painted a picture of the Thames, for for Margot's birthday, which Margot loves. Um, And it's when Mrs. Weaver shows an interest in Tom's um, pottery goblets that that Margot suddenly takes an interest and thinks that they are wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) And on the back of the birthday present, um, Tom gets a commission to make some more for for Mrs. Weaver. Um, So he sets about um, using Margot's... Um, pottery studio to to knock out a load of um pottery goblets um to to sell and and they start to get a bit of interest aren't they
1: mm yeah it's good you you noted last week that Mrs Weaver sounded very margaret thatcher yes and i hadn't picked up on it and i just wanted to belatedly agree with you she is indeed very Thatcher-esque, isn't she
0: it's that voice it's that back of the back of the throat kind of yeah voice isn't it
1: I'm glad she's not in it too much, to be honest. No. She drive me mad. I quite liked in that scene as well. Um Jerry was being sort of sneaky and sardonic and he made he made mention of the cobwebs that would have to be removed from Margot's <laughs> pottery studio. Yeah. The look she gives him is brilliant. It's like a sustained look of disdain and contempt for like three seconds.
0: It is. She does she does insist though that one dabbles in, in pottery to, to Mrs. Weaver i didn't realize that you were a potter as well mrs ledbetter oh one dabbles mrs weaver one dabbles so margot's goblets from tom and barbara have been such a success that there's a, a gallery in in london celia fishwick's gallery apparently um that wants mm. to sell tom's pottery um so Jerry sort of whips the goods up into a bit of a frenzy and they start talking about how they're going to be able to do this. Tom's going to have to sort of um, give up some of his time to to, to do pottery in the pottery shed um, to sell them and Jerry is almost grateful that he thinks that the goods are now back. He says, welcome back to the human race. You are norm- normal, sane people again. Um, and it's when he says that that the goods realise that it's sort of got, it's took on a life of its own a little bit and got they've got carried mm. away um, and they've, they've been taken away from their, um, the life of self-sustainability, even though it was a nice idea at first because it was a, a bit of a money-making scheme. Um, what they'd have to put into it would end up them back in the rat race again. Um, so they'd just be replacing plastic animals for pottery.
1: It seemed, it seemed to me that the two ideologies clashed here quite a bit mm. because the goods were like, no, we have to stay totally self-sustainable. The leadbetters were saying, you now make this a full cottage industry and you get an accountant and you do this and you do that. Yeah. Whereas, frankly, there's no reason why they couldn't have just compromised and and actually had this side project um, help prop up their sustainability way of yes. living, they could still have done it without sacrificing their principles. They didn't have to go the whole nine yards, did they?
0: No, it doesn't have to be one extreme or the other, does it? I think, I think no. you're right. I think they could have they could have combined the two um, and just made it work and, and had a bit more sort of extra cash to, to pay for other things that would aid their self-sustainability.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Well, thank you very much, Gerry. Well, thank you very much, Jerry. So at the end of this scene, Barbara does drop into conversation about little ones that will be on the scene and Tom's eyes open wide and his ears prick up, um, thinking that it might be Barbara that's up the duff. But it's not. It's the cat. The cat's going to have kittens. So the cat's made another um, appearance um, and he's going to be having babies.
1: Although I don't think we ever see that, do we?
0: I don't know if we do. Um... And Tom's a bit thrown actually because he thought that the the cat was a boy. Yeah. And actually, well, it's not. It's a girl.
1: Yeah, and then Barbara seems to confirm that he is a boy because she says, "Well, you know what Tom's are like. Tom Tom's can do anything." So I don't know if she's oh. just winding him up in the first place. Really, it's quite controlling. I don't
0: know. I don't know. But then the lights go out and the and the, the goods go upstairs. There we go. Yeah. That's how it ends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's a nice. It's a nice sort of. You can you can see it working as a series ending can't you obviously we watch all these back-to-back these days um but as an end of series episode it's like they've been tempted to go back into something that kind of represents the rat race although i don't really think it did no. But they've um they've decided to stick with their life of sustainability and they're happy with their lot still and it's yeah. like a nice nice little ending isn't it that ends off a seven episode run
0: See, I think this is why, when I I think about TV that I watched as a kid and I would have watched The Good Life through reruns um, and repeats, um, I think in in that time, end-of-series episodes wrapped up things and it was, like, tied up in a neat bow. There was no sort of mild panic and peril, like at the end of, um, like, 24, for example, where you just left for six months Mm. wondering who's been stolen, who's dead... Um, and not knowing the resolution of, the, of that sort of storyline. And I quite like that with 70s sitcoms and eighty sitcoms that um, you weren't left um, full of anxiety and needing a Valium.
1: True. And also, actually, I came across a clip which I'll tweet out this week, um, which is an interview with one of them. Which one? Esmond or Larby? I think it was Larby. Okay. C- could have been Esmond. I think it was Larby. And he was... Um, Saying how frustrating it is as a writer of a TV show, not necessarily mm. a comedy writer, but any writer, when networks cancel your show when you've not had a chance to resolve them properly.
0: Oh God, yeah.
1: Whereas in the Good Life, they knew they were ending it; they were, knew they were going out on a high. And obviously, we'll see in future when we look at the, the very last episode, we'll see how it's nicely rounded off and tied off, mm. and um, you kind of you know where everything sits for their for their future. Um, But obviously, um, Esmond and Larby didn't always have that. Like everyone else, they had shows, the rug pulled from under them and shows cancelled prematurely. And it must be frustrating. I mean, it's really frustrating when you're left on a cliffhanger and then it happens a lot in America. Shows I used to watch, there was one called Dirty Sexy Money that left on a real cliffhanger. It wasn't the greatest show, but I wanted to know what happened. Yeah. There was nothing.
0: It's weird, isn't it? How how, how, that's sort of allowed to happen. Because... Surely mm. that's, that's worse. That's that, is, is that not a worse sort of state of affairs than than just finishing it off, just letting them finish it off?
1: I think it just leaves... It shows contempt for the audience who've invested in the yeah. show. You've asked them to invest in it and they don't give you a nice ending. If you want to pull the rug from under it, give them a two-hour special to finish it at least, you know, or something. I think so,
0: yeah. yeah. And then like, there's programmes like Arrested Development where... They, they found out it was going to end and they literally had to just bung everything into the last few episodes mm. um, of, of what they thought was the last series. Obviously, it subsequently went on to make more series and make light of the fact that they'd had the rug, rug pulled from under them. But most TV shows don't get that, um, that opportunity. Anyway, Absolutely. that's me
1: on my soapbox rant over. Yeah,
0: not a problem <laughs> in the 70s and 80s. Not or really, not as big, no. Not as big a problem.
1: Certainly not with British shows, I don't think, so much. So that's the episode. Let's have a little trip over to Fashion Corner and have a look at what the uh, characters were wearing in this one. Fashion
0: Fashion Corner, Fashion Corner.
1: Fashion Corner, Fashion Corner.
0: Corner. Corner. I am going to start um, as usual. There's a bit of a theme, isn't there, with Fashion Corner? Um, When Margot decides that she's going to go to the pottery classes with Barbara, um, she sort of um, assumes the uniform of someone a bit more bohemian and um, arty shall we say um, and dons this long floaty bohemian gypsy dress with, a, with, a, with, a, with like a gypsy headscarf um, which for her that's the marker of right I'm going to go and do my arty stuff now um, and so she, I think she's feeling like she's dressed for the occasion um, she, looks, she looks stunning in it um, and, and ready for um, taking on the potter's wheel um we do see her later on um when they come round to speak to tom about the the gallery that's going to that wants to exhibit tom's work um and sell it um she has like a cocktail a brown silk cocktail dress um with like a a built-in necktie um that's that's stunning absolutely gorgeous on her jerry's burberry checked pants are there he's obviously been up to um been up Chelsea watching, um, watching. The, is it is it Chelsea or is it Arsenal?
1: Well, I've allocated. I've allocated him Chelsea because I think West London, posh
0: spot.
1: Yeah. Oi, yeah. oi. oi, 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 silly bollocks. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, that's that's. It's, it's quite a limited fashion corner this week. Um, but yeah, it's it's Margot all the way, really. Did
1: you notice um, when she was at the Potter's wheel? Margot's potting gloves matched her outfit perfectly. They were peach sort of rubber rubber gloves gloves. that she put on.
0: Yeah. Yes. they matched
1: her outfit perfectly. Oh,
0: I don't know if... Rubber gloves while you're potting. I don't... I I never wore rubber gloves when I I did pottery. I could just imagine they'd be, like, in the way, like, trying to do potting with flippers.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I was never particularly adept at a potter's wheel myself. It's
0: hard. It's very hard.
1: Yeah. Actually, she didn't do that bad, really, when she threw... I've seen yeah. worse attempts than you. I
0: think, think Peenlope Keith's probably a bit experienced in in pottery.
1: So um, was was Peenlope and Margot possibly your MVP this week, or somebody else?
0: Um, I'm gonna go with Tom this week.
1: Oh, okay
0: because <laughs> um because of his pottery skills um and the fact that he and barbara were willing to sort of give up on their initial ideas of what was going to work and and swap which which probably was quite hard for for tom i think to sort of acknowledge mm. that he wasn't that great at weaving um and perhaps could have a go at I, I can imagine that he saw pottery as more of a feminine thing to do, even though there's probably a whole host of um, excellent male potters. But I, I can see in his head him thinking that pottery was more of a of a woman's domain.
1: But he's practical um, and pragmatic enough to see that a change, a swap would work
0: for yes. their situation. Yeah, fair yes.
1: enough.
0: Um, and to also the also the fact that he didn't sort of get caught up in um, the the move back to making and selling and having to sort of get accountants involved, he, he sort of stopped himself before it got too far and, and continued to realise his dream rather than yep. be consumed by um, consumerism.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. I don't, I don't think uh, there was much to pick between all of the characters in this one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone particularly stood out. Um, I have no real arguments with your with your Tom nomination there. Margot, perhaps, was near winning it, but I'm just going to give it to Jerry again, just because of Paul Eddington's acting. I just thought it. Yeah. So, I just find him hilarious in these last two episodes, the way he's played the parts, and also again, like last week, we were championing the fact that Jerry does so much for the goods. This week, he finds this uh, art gallery that will present uh, Tom's work. So once again, he's looking out for his mates.
0: He's such a good friend.
1: He is. He's a lovely fella.
0: Mm. And
1: I just love the scenes of him at home, relaxing and unwinding. I just think he's great in them.
0: He is. Jerry's coming she- into his own now and see as a character. He's, um, he's, he's Even though as a ensemble, and especially as like a twosome with, with Margot, he's... he's Superb, but just Jerry on his own, he could he could quite easily just get swallowed up in in the TV show and just become part of the furniture because it's all about Margot. Um, yeah. But he's he's making that character, he, 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 he's making that character. He's I can't say it. <laughs> he's making that character his own.
1: Yes, you can't imagine Peter Bowles, the original um, no. envisaged actor, doing it as well as Paul eddington can you?
0: I don't think so. I think it's a bit too slick.
1: Would you like an update on where we are in terms of um, the MVP rankings seeing as we're at the end of Series 2? Yes, please.
0: Two. Yes.
1: Coming in last place, we've got um, Harry the Leak Thief with one MVP <laughs> just because it, um, he was Natalie dressed, wasn't it? I can't remember. I think I just gave it to him because I didn't want to give it to Tom which is a bit of a cheat but there we go. Um, we've got... Mr. Coles, who, who won episode 10 by a landslide with two votes. <laughs> then we have Barbara, who only has four votes, to my surprise. Yeah, she's only got four votes, and they were all within the first three episodes. Right. Um, then tie-in for second place, we've got Margot and Jerry, with six votes each. Right. And, and holding a commanding lead with nine votes is Tom.
0: How unexpected.
1: Hells, bells, as he said in this very episode.
0: Yes he did. I'm sure that's yeah. we've got two we've got two series left. It's up for grabs.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, he's not won it yet. No. Not if I've got anything to say about it. <laughs> so there we go.
0: I say, Ben. Next week we're on series three.
1: Yep, do you know already. The, the
0: name do you know the name of the episode?
1: It's um yeah, episode one of series three, The Early Birds. Oh which is I think where there is some consternation between the two neighbours about the noise that's being made first thing in the morning when the goods go out into the garden and Jin Jin uh, has got his Jerry hangover <laughs> that's not right <laughs> Jerry Jerry has got his gin hangover and he's not happy with the noise that's being made and some compromise is needed to find oh, an right. adequate solution yes
0: I look forward um, to that one so if you're enjoying what we're doing and you want to follow along with us Find us at Sado Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We're on Facebook and you can find us by searching for Sado Podcast. You can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting our website, sado.club, where you can also get a bit more information about us, read our blog posts um, and listen to episodes in your browser if you do not do podcast apps. Get in touch, email us at sadopodcast at and tell us all the things that we missed because we love that. Um, Subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts, please. Thanks for listening and we'll be back next week. We certainly will. Thanks a lot. See you soon.
1: I'll see thee.